Hi, welcome to Friendship in the Bank. Uh, this is the first episode of what I hope it's going to be a lot of a podcast about two friends talking about wrestling and why they like it. My name is Kai. My name is Jonah. So I thought in our first episode it would be a good idea to just tell people why we like wrestling, how we start liking wrestling and then we can talk about a bit about what's happening in the world of wrestling that at least we watch. So I'll start since I'm speaking. So I became a fan of wrestling very very short ago, it's not even been a year, but I don't know how to enjoy things casually so I just became a super fan. I became a fan of wrestling last November, November 2018 when I went with my mom to a WWE live show. Uh, she's been a fan for a long time and my sisters and I decided that we were gifting her a ticket to the show and we knew she wouldn't go alone so we decided that hey mom you're going to this I'm going with you it's fine just please accept a present for once and yeah we went to the show I thought I was going to get fucking bored I was dreading it because I always thought of wrestling as, as this very macho, just very, I'm just gonna hit you and I'm gonna hit you now and it's very boring but actually it was very fun and the best part was people hitting each other very very strong so yeah that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay and for me I became a wrestling fan it's a really anticlimactic story I was uh, just a child and I was flipping through the channels and I came across Monday Night Raw, and the first wrestler I ever saw was this big guy in a red mask, and he was shooting, he was making fire come out of the stage. I didn't know what was going on. I was really scared. You guys know that turned out to be Kane, and ever since then, I've pretty much been hooked, and I'm, I'm in pretty deep. It's really, really bad. <laughs> they've got me. They've got me. <laughs> they've got me. But, but I love it. Also introducing myself a bit so you know where I stand. We went, we became friends because we are both Asuka fans and we met each other on Twitter. So you can imagine that our favorite wrestler is Asuka. Yep, she sure is. Which means we're in pain. So, so we're both really big Asuka fans. We will try our best to keep the bias at a minimum. <laughs> I also really like other women. I mostly I mostly like um, women's wrestling and wholesome male wrestlers. That's my type. So I really love almost all of the female rock lo- locker room. I don't have really any one that I hate that much anymore. I'm not going to get into the wrestlers I don't like because I think they're just shitty. Yeah, same here. I, I pretty much like the entire locker room. Except for maybe two people at most, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. And, I mean, if there's something we should talk about, about someone being really shitty, we'll do. But just not liking someone because we don't like them. Like, yeah. We're going to be a positive podcast, even when WWE is trying to kill that positivity. And that's why we watch, we watch, we will watch Stardom, which is a Joshi promotion for promotion for anyone who doesn't know and we also watch Eve which is a fantastic women's promotion in the UK if you're screaming to see more women 
please support women promotions it's very important please do <laughs> yes highly recommend eve and stardom if you have not gotten around to watching them they've got good stuff going on over there the women in WWE are, are fantastic and wonderful but they are really handicapped with having to share the spotlight with the men so if you ever get tired of that there's tons of other options out there and we're for sure doing in the future episodes about specific storylines and women's promotions yes in the in the in the future there will probably be some there'll probably be some some episodes that are like specifically about stardom and the groups that they've got going on or you know certain stories going on in eve we really want to do a specific podcast on charlie morgan be on the lookout for that one she's great please uh check her out she's she's fantastic and i love her and yes we will do an episode on her besides yeah besides asta other wrestling or wrestlers you should know i love in wwe it's ember kairi eo most of nxt i like uh, honestly you should know the men i like which is a shorter list i really love the cruiserweights but i especially really really love the new day and ali mustafa ali they bring me so much joy and so much happiness they are my boys <laughs> Positive, positive boys are the best. Yeah, I just like wholesome men in wrestling. I don't like the very cocky, dark ones though. I like Alistair Black, but I think that's because I really like strikers in the same way. I really love Shinsuke Nakamura because I just think, oh my god, those kicks are so good. Yes, yes, seeing them, seeing them execute their kicks and punches so accurate, and they look like they really, really hurt. It's, it's pretty good. I like that style. That's Joshi, because their kicks are fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, some of my favorite wrestlers are you've got Oscar, Kyrie, Io, Becky Lynch, uh, Bianca Belair down in NXT. Uh, for the men, I love Undisputed Era, all four members Velveteen Dream, Champa. Nakamura, Ali, New Day, all the cruiserweights, they're the best. Please watch 205 Live every Tuesday after SmackDown. Yes, honestly, I think more people should invest in self-care and stop watching everything, every single show Jolly Jolly puts out. But please do not miss 205, those guys try so hard. Also, please follow Oni Lorcan in Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Oni Lorcan has the best Twitter. So yeah, I think that's a good introduction i think people would get get to know our taste more and why where we lean on the spectrum yeah. yeah as the show progresses the show the podcast progresses but i think now it's time to talk a bit about what the hell is going on lately on wrestling okay so we're gonna we're gonna talk about takeover toronto and we're gonna just go through the matches really quick and say what we thought about them and what we liked and didn't like and the first match of the night was the Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. Yeah, I think it was a good match. I thought it was fun. I thought it was quite exciting. I didn't think uh, the Street Profits were going to retain, even though it was through pinning the wrong guy. I don't know if that was an accident or not. It may have, it may have been an accident. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks 
on NXT. They'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll go over it. Yeah. I mean, those things can happen, you know. Tag team, tag, ta- uh, yeah, tag matches. Sorry, already hard to. I think it's hard to know which one is the legal one at times. So yes, they get very, very chaotic. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun. I think there were a few really good moments. This NXT Takeover we watched together, not physically together, because as you can imagine by how we speak, I don't live in the US. But we were like Skype, well, not voice calling while we were watching it. And it was very funny to hear you have your little, oh no, but yes, but no. Because. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because someone is a very big fan of uh, Undisputed Era. But it's going to be okay. I believe at the end of the year, they will have their gold. Yes, I have a huge liking for the Undisputed Era. And I, was, I like both teams. But I was I was rooting really hard for the uh, Undisputed Era. I thought it was a good match. It could have been a little bit better compared to some of the uh, previous matches both teams have had in the past. Yeah. But I, I still liked it, and I'm not angry at the Profits retaining. I mean, they're, no, they're great. No, I'm glad they didn't get Gargano. Yes, uh, the Profits deserve a, a decent, a decently long reign. I think I really enjoyed um, some of the. Bumps like the selling was really good from both teams. Yes, I thought the selling was was pretty good. But yeah, I I don't think there was something. It was a good match, but there was not anything to anything that was. Oh my god, we have to talk about this because because it was so incredible. I mean, the only like thing that I really remember is how ugly the color combination was for Street Profit. Oh yes, yeah. This. We both are into gears and things, so that'll probably come up often, just so you guys know. Oh yeah, I mean, just- I'm not going to talk about the Undisputed Era's uh, gear because they always wear the same or really similar shit. But I love gear, I think gear is such mm-hmm. an important part of wrestling, it tells a lot about your character. And the only thing I got from the Street Profits that day is that they don't know that red and purple don't really go well together. Yeah, not at all. But yeah, it was a good match, a nice ending. I think the Street Profits needed to win because all of that promo of we don't have other option but winning, we have to make a name for ourselves. I thought it was the right ending. Yep, I really, I like that that's the route they went with the story. The Street Profits had something to prove. They proved it. They were the better team and they're still on top in the tag division. So we're, now we're going to go on to Io Shiro versus Candice LeRae. But she's amazing. Her new character, her heel persona is something else. <laughs> it's it's amazing so far. Yeah. And I was really happy to see Candace. Yes, it was it was Finally. nice to see her actually getting to wrestle and not be Johnny Gargano's wife. I think it was the best match for me of the weekend, at least in WWE. Yes, it was a really good match. I thought it was the best women's match of the weekend and the best yes, women's match NXT's had since Oscar versus Ember Moon at TakeOver Brooklyn Wow, that's a big high praise from you. Yes, the, I think the women should, they proved they should be getting at least two matches on every TakeOver. I thought I thought the uh, the match between Io and Candice was, was really good. We finally got to see... Uh, Candice show what she can actually do for the people who haven't really seen her uh, pre-NXT stuff. 
So they got to see all the little things she can do. I think it was really good. I think it was a really good match for uh, both of their characters. So we could get a feel for the new heel EO and we could, you know, get a reason to get behind Candace. I think the match did good in both of those departments. Yeah, I love I loved how brutal it was, like all the times. Eo tried to murder Candace with the commentator's table or the ending also was amazing because I think Eo starting to tapping out their opponents her opponents is very good. I liked how she kind of didn't let Candace tap out so she would pass out, which would kind of make Candace seem stronger because oh she didn't tap out but also makes Eo look like she's a fucking killer and that's what she should be. Yes, they gave her the they gave her the the Shayna effect. I like to call it when people don't tap out but they pass out. It makes both people look good. Some people may differ if you depending on who you ask, but I think it makes both people look really good. I mean, I think if it's done too much, it can be a bit boring. But in this case, it made sense. It can it can be boring, but I think some the problem some people have is like if a champion is always submitting people but they're not like tapping them out. It's more to protect their opponent while making their finisher look weak because they can't get the person to physically tap themselves out. So I, I, I can see that argument, but I, I prefer the one. I, I like mine. Of It makes both people look strong. But yeah, you don't want to repeat it too often. Yeah, I also agree you shouldn't have it be too often, but also making someone pass out is not weak. <laughs> At least that's how I see it. You know? Yeah, I'm with you, but I, I see why some people would think it makes you know the, the 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 person the champ's finisher seem not as strong as it should be when they can't get them to tap out. In this case, Candice needed to look strong, needed to look very fearless, and I think make her pass out instead of tapping out was the right move. And you're just laughing at pass out. Candice is a great heel move and. Oh my god, I love Eo as a heel. Yes, yes, heel Eo is going to take over the world soon enough. I'm sure she'll be champion down the line at some point. Oh, for sure. Also, we need to talk about the gear really quick because I was scared that she was just going to wrestle in that black outfit that she was wearing to NXT regular tapings. Yes, I'm glad she changed it up because she's been wearing that for a, a little bit straight, like a month or so straight now. So... I'm glad you got something new. Yeah, and she looks amazing. I love, I love that jacket she was wearing. I thought I think there were Japanese words on it. I didn't get to really look at it that much. Yes, yeah, I saw that. If if I can get to see like a, a better picture, I might be able to see what it was re- what it was saying. I really, I really liked uh, the gear Candace came out in. I thought it, it's probably the best one she's had so far. Yeah, that's also one, something I wanted to say. I saw some people talking shit about Candy's gear. Uh, Fight me, it was adorable. It fits her persona. She's a cute girl that can kick your ass. That's great. Because some people were mad there was actual Candy on the wrestling gear, but I thought that was a very cute thing and I loved it. So yeah, both girls had amazing gear, had an amazing match and they both look like stars and I'm very, very, very excited to see how it ends. I would give this a million stars. That's my rating, a million stars. <laughs> a million stars, yes. Hopefully their future is going to be bright. So 
the next match was Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roger Strong for the North American Championship. Okay. Uh, of course, we have to say something about Velveteen's gear because it's Velveteen. Yes. yes. Not my favorite gear. It's, ne- it's, it's necessary to talk about Velveteen's gear every time he shows up. I think it's the law. It was a nice gear, but it was not my favorite gear of him. Yes, I like the, the mounty look that he went for. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty great. Not his best, but certainly not his worst. I mean, we all know what his worst gear was, but we're not gonna talk about that. The Bobbitton Dream fans have no memory of that. And okay, gear was good, but I don't know, after the last uh, takeover match with, I think it was Tyler Breeze, the last takeover, yes. yes. With all that gold necklace and the white, it was just so good that I was expecting something of that level. And maybe I was just putting too much expectations. So so what were your thoughts on the on the match itself? It was very fun. I it's been a long time since I really enjoyed a big gun match. Like the takeover one for WrestleMania was good, but also I was too angry at it happening in the US while it meant so much to UK and Europe fans overall. But this was a good thing for his character. I'm glad he didn't win because he doesn't need a belt yet. But it was very fun. I like how he was hurting people's finger. I think Roderick Strong looked amazing. He was very strong, ironically. And he, I like how much he tried to break people's back. It makes sense for his character. And Velveteen won by being a bit of a heel that was amazing. I, I loved how he just threw, I think he threw Roderick away to pin yes. Dunn. That was amazing. That was a very good way to end that match. You, you underhanded tactics, tactics work. You take what you can get if it means keeping your title. I thought, mm-hmm. I, I thought, I thought the match was, was really good. I really enjoyed the one spot where uh, Strong had Dunn and Velveteen on the ropes. And he was just going back and forth, punching them in the face. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And normally I'm not the biggest fan of uh, triple threat matches because they usually involve someone going away to fight. They do a triple attack and other person goes away and to fight. But this match had everyone involved most of the time, which was a very good thing. Yes, I love that. I, I, I'm not a big fan of when people are constantly on the outside. It every once in a while it makes sense for that to happen, but for the most part, I love a triple threat where it's it's all the competitors are being act, as active as they can be to try to actually win. Yeah, I like people teaming up just to be like, okay, I'm teaming up with you real quick just to make sure this person does not play a factor, but then I'm going to be beating you, and I think that was very well done. So. Clap for them. I think... <laughs> I I don't want Velveteen to ever lose the title, but I also want to see the Undisputed Era have all the gold. I yes, mean, that's, that's the dilemma. I, f- I fear that when he loses the title, he's going to be the Seaward called up by Vince. And really? I think, I think he could go for the NXT title one more time. It wouldn't hurt to try again. Yeah, maybe I'm just being negative. 
But yeah. Because that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah, that's true. We have to be positive. Yeah, it was... It was nice. I think... I think he has to do it soon, though, because he has had a good rain, and I think it's good to end things when they are fun, they are fresh, and you want more of them, because that's how you have an emotional impact. If I'm dreading him retaining, it's not a really good booking, which could be a segue for a next match, but I want to get your opinion on that. Okay, so the next match was Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim, and I I was a little, well, very sour to this match. It wasn't bad, per se. It was just the Shayna getting her arm worked really slowed everything down. I don't think Mia and uh, Shayna's styles really clashed well together. There was some there was some good spots, like, when Mia did the code blue off the top and Shayna uh, and, and, and Shayna using a different submission to actually win her match was refreshing from the usual uh, chokehold she does. I just thought uh, the main thing I thought, I thought this match should have went on before EO versus Candice because uh, it kind of everyone. I think everyone knew this match wasn't going to be on the same level. So they totally. I, I think they should have flipped the card that way. If this match would have maybe bombed, so to say, people would have had something uh, else to look forward to even more. I just so basically, I just think the match was too slow paced. It was the usual Shayna match, and for the most part, I find those to be not interesting at all. No, I agree, and I love Mia again. I cannot wait until she's a champion because I think she's going to be a great champion, either if she's a face or a heel. She has the charisma for it. But she's not the right person to dethrone Shayna, and she was also Shayna and Mia, as you said. They don't, ha- they didn't have that good of a match, and I think to end such a long reign, you have to have a show. Yep. And it was just flat, and it was. I mean, I think people are saying it's worse than it actually is. People are pretending that this was the worst thing they ever saw. And yeah, I think I think that's you know uh, over exaggeration for sure. I think people are just tired of uh, Shayna, and they they want to. Which stick- is fair. Well, yeah, that's fair, and I think people just want to see someone else win, so there's a different like change of pace and matches and whatnot. But I don't think that's still the right thing to do to because the match wasn't that bad. I think it's just other things are making it's grinding on people's gears more. I agree. Um, I also like. Uh, besides the code blue thing, I like the story they were trying to tell of Mia being a survivor, being knowing that sometimes you need to do bad shit, like play heel tactics. I would like if the commentators table, at least one of them was like, uh, I don't know if Mia should be doing this, this is a bit disappointing, because I don't think you were supposed to be like, oh yeah, what Mia, Mia is doing completely fine i thought you were supposed to be like oh wow she's desperate and this is sad to watch you know what i mean i think that story would have been better a story of desperation of someone who had to learn how to fight for their life quote unquote and just applying that to trying to be the best you can be and playing dirty and just think the commentators didn't help by pretending that mia was being an angel Oh yes, yeah. She was, she was, 
she was taking any tactic she could to to beat Shayna, which it kind of, that's what it takes at this point. Yeah, and it made sense. And you know, if they had a long, bu- longer build up, a better match, and a storyline of wow, now Mia has to prove that she's actually a good wrestler, she deserves to be a champion. I would not hate it that she won, but in the con- in the actual situation, I'm kind of glad Ashena won because. Yes, I don't want her to be champ anymore, but I also want her to have a satisfactory ending to her reign because if not, it's just shit. Right, yeah. And I, I really, back to the uh, the story part, uh, how they portrayed me as, you know, having the rough childhood and all that other stuff. I actually really like Shayna's perspective on it, that, you know, while Mia's story is great, Shayna did make a point, you know, a lot of people have that exact same story. So, you know, Shayna... Like, so Shayna's pretty much like, why should she care about any of that when they she's heard it before? We've all heard it before. It doesn't make Mia Yim any more special than the next person. And, you know, it's not to it's not to dismiss her, her bringing her coming up in the world. But it's just to say that, you know, they're trying to make it seem like her story is more meaningful than the hundred other people that you've heard that exact same thing. Yeah, so I, I like Shayna's side of the story there. Yeah, I mean, Shayna's not a bad wrestler. I'm just tired of her, and I need her to move on so she can not be as still as she is right now. Yeah, I think they just need to get her in there with people that works because I, I think her all of her matches with Kyrie were were great from story to the matches itself. Yeah, I just think they haven't been able to find that same thing with anyone else. Not Io, not Bianca, not Mia, not anyone. That they have not been able to find it. And I don't know if it's like the style of the match they're trying to work every time or what, but whatever they did with her and Kyrie, they should uh, try and find that with someone else. So that way, when a Shayna match comes up, the crowd doesn't drop to crickets. Then, are you ready to move to the next match? Yes. So the next match, we have the main event, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title and a two out of three falls match. This one was really, really long. Yeah, I need to formally apologize to Johnny Gagano and Adam Cole for the things I said they didn't hear. Because I was watching this at 3am. <laughs> I was very fucking hungry. <laughs> I was just yeah, fucking yeah. done. You, yes, you guys, you guys, you guys aren't going to get to hear it. But yeah, she watched this match early in the morning in her time. And she was just really sour to it for, un- for unrelated reasons. It was not as bad as I thought it was, just because I was very sleepy and very tired. Which is understandable. should not stay to watch Takeovers that play if it's gonna make me so angry, but at the same time, I like watching them live because it's fun. And I always get spoiled and I sometimes I want to get surprised. So, so what, what did you think of how um, Adam Cole got the first fall? by Johnny disqualifying himself and hitting Adam with the chair. Did you think that was stupid or a smart move so he could get to the uh, extreme, the, uh, the next stipulation match? I mean, I don't, on one side, I don't know if I still think it should have been just a straight up hell in a cell kind of match because it would have I didn't. I still don't get why two out of three. But in the context of two out of three of Johnny being good at those type of matches, I thought it was a smart thing. I was. I think it was kind of funny. The problem is, 
we had that happen like 20 minutes in 15 minutes in yes it took about what 20 minutes for that first fall to go through yeah not, e not even from a i'm really sleepy perspective that was too long it should have been shorter if the fall is going to be uh yeah, yeah. If, if, if he wouldn't have got himself dq'd it would have been okay it just it makes it seem like 20 minutes just for him to do that and adam cole to not pin him anyway was a throwaway so okay so the first fall was it was a traditional match which adam cole took and then they moved on to the street fight what did you think of the street fight it was good it had a quite quite a few nice spots i especially liked when they were fighting outside of the ring, how much they were using the menu to hurt each other. Yes, I, I enjoyed the spot where he put Adam in the chair and then pretty much ran him over. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, street fights are usually, you know, just a bunch of fighting all over the place and then waiting to hit that one move that uh, gets you in a prime position for the pin and one, two, three. So Johnny took the second fall. So it's tied up 1-1, one, one. and then we have the third stipulation of the the um, steel cage with all the weapons attached to it. Which, it was fine, fine, I'm not, but, I mean, I think people in the venue were super excited about it, which I think that's the objective. I cannot avoid thinking it looked a bit goofy. Since that, oh, look how much weapons they got them. I don't know why. Maybe it's me being a condescending bitch. But when I saw all that, we all of those weapon, 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 oh, all of those weapons. <laughs> weapons. Thank you. All of that. I was like, okay, this is very gimmicky. This is fun. I didn't think this is dangerous. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be fun. It was not because I was sleepy. But then I rewatched it and it was fun. <laughs> yes, I, I thought I, I this was probably my favorite part of the match because I, I enjoyed all the different spots they did. I was really concerned about the one spot where uh Gargano he did the uh spin out DDT from the turnbuckle oh, yeah. onto two chairs and Adam uh head hit the uh the the back support part of the chair. That looked pretty bad. But uh, like, but other than that, I thought the spot, the the final spot from uh, the top on the that table, was amazing. And they both crashed, came down and crashed. I thought that was awesome. It was Adam having like one percent energy left to drape his arm over and get the three count. I thought that was great. Yeah, I like the ending. It made them both look super strong. But I didn't like how many. I don't. I didn't like how many times there was. Fearing me that oh my god that looks like you're going to get a concussion, like they were going at each other's head way too much for my liking. Hey, they wanna they wanna win that title. Also, the moment I thought I think it was Gargano that was trying to get the hammer out and he couldn't. He was like struggling a bit. It was a bit like eh, come on. But but yeah, I'm just nitpicking. It was a good match. I think I think it was a good ending to the rivalry. Please be the ending to the rivalry. And I will just fight yes, yes. Triple H with a hammer myself. Yes, Adam Cole and Gargano are amazing, but please, no more matches. We've, I think everyone's had enough. <laughs> yeah, I cannot get into Gargano anymore because I'm bored of him against Adam Cole. 
I think this I think the story is just really weak that's all. Yeah, I mean it just Gargano is happy to be here because he is also an ant like all of you. Look at him being dressed as a superhero. Oh my god, please love him. He's such a weakling and also um why it's always that um Gargano goes out and they're like, you know, when he was a kid, he was a fucking fat nerd that was worthless. Like, I don't know what the commentary table is trying to say, but I always find it really awkward. Like, yeah, we know he was fat and a nerd. Stop pretending that's the end of the world, please. So, so what? So, with all that being said, what did you think of the entire show as a whole? For for me person, well, for me personally, uh, I thought. I thought the takeover was okay, yeah. but it, for for some reason it just didn't feel up to this the usual standard of some of the more much more better takeovers. I wouldn't say it was bad, but it just didn't. It just felt okay at best. I agree. It felt like two good NXT episodes together, kind of instead of a good takeover. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It just it basically it didn't like. It didn't feel like it lived up to the usual par that we expect. I felt the same way about Takeover New York as earlier this year as well. Takeover New York is the one of WrestleMania. Yes, that Takeover felt the same way. It just felt like it was okay at best. You and know, that's, all, that's the feeling I got from this one. You know, I I think that having no title change whatsoever whatsoever kind of hurt. Can you take over? Yes, definitely, yeah. Do you want a bit of excitement? Because whenever there's a title change, even if it makes you angry and makes you happy, you feel something. But it, when it's retaining, 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 and retaining, it's just like, oh, okay, so some rivalries were ended, but it didn't feel like it had any bigger picture impact, if that makes any sense. So. Yeah, it, it does. I get you. Okay, so... Now we're going to move on to SummerSlam. There's 12 matches here, so stay with us, folks. We're going to start with Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorcan for the Cruiserweight title. It was a good match. Yes, definitely. Very, very hard-hitting. No no high-flying that you're used to. It was it was definitely a different match from the, the usual. More traditional. Yeah. The usual. It was a more traditional mat-based and kick-based and punch-based, and I liked it. It was very fun. Yes. It was good to watch. Please pay attention to the fucking cruiserweights because they yes, are amazing. They deserve all the attention. I I liked it. I liked how um, hard hitting it was. That was probably my favorite part. I expected Drew to win. Kind of disappointed because I've, I've come around to owning a lot lately. He's really different from yeah. She's really different from NXT. He's fun. He has a bit more personality because in NXT he was just coming out. Having a match and going away. Yeah, in NXT, he's just, I'm going to beat you up and, and that's it. <laughs> I'm really excited to see him as a captain because I think he will show a lot of personality and be a fucking weirdo. And I, I just cannot wait. <laughs> so, yes, big things are coming for Oni. Please watch The Cruiserweight. Yes, and yes, please watch 205 Live every Tuesday after SmackDown Live. Hashtag respect to. <laughs> We're going to say this often. On this podcast. And I'm giving it two or five stars. <laughs> As they deserve, yes. So the next match was 
Buddy Murphy versus Apollo Crews. Totally pointless. Um, I don't know why that was there. I don't know why them two. Am I forgetting well, I anything? The match was. It was more not about the match, but to set up uh, Rowan beating up Buddy Murphy for the you know who the who attacked Roman Reigns story. Yeah, but they can do that in a fucking backstage right? segment. Yes, I, I think I think Buddy versus Apollo could have been like really good if they got a amazing chance to have the match. Hopefully, hopefully they get to revisit that match and they can actually have a proper match because I think a lot of fans would like to see it because Buddy and Apollo are talented. Yeah, and they can do very flippy, hot, strong stuff because they have similar styles being strong but agile. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Okay, so next we have Alexa and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics for the women's tag titles. It was okay. I mean... Not too bad. The Iconics deserve better because they are actually a very talented tag team, but they were not allowed to show that. But yeah, this one I wanna yeah I wanna talk a little bit on this one because uh, what what bothered me was how the Iconics won the titles at Mania and they missed every single pay per view in between Mania and SummerSlam, and the second they lose the belts, the belts get on a pay per view. Because I, I'm not going to put any blame on any of the ladies, but I, it's it's really obvious Vince has his favorites. I mean, they were champ for three months and they can't make a pay-per-view. Then he gives them to Alexa Bliss and Nikki and suddenly he wants to put them on the card. Like, come on. that's Yeah, kind of got really shafted, I think. I think it's fair to say that Vince shows favoritism with Alexa Bliss without cheating in on Alexa Bliss because it's not Alexa Bliss and you're not going to yeah. say no I'm not taking this opportunity to be a champion she's not stupid and I don't blame her for having the title am I angry that I think it's unfair how the tag division is getting booked? yes I will not blame a wrestler for the, for the booking yeah the, the booking for this tag division is a whole nother story we will get to that at some point maybe not this podcast but we will talk about that extensively <laughs> but I thought I thought it was a good match nothing I didn't expect anything crazy good, but it was it was good. It was okay. Yeah, I'm just hoping it's the start of the tag titles being more on screen, even if it's making me suffer. Yes, the, the yes, the women. It's better general, than yes, but the tag it's better than anything. Could use a lot more attention. Yeah, totally. Some. That's why I think they need a show for themselves. Yes, I yeah, I've, I've mentioned in a, in many times that the women should have their own show. Definitely. Yeah, uh, even if it's, I don't know, not Raw for the women, uh, not Raw for the men and SmackDown for the women because that would not work, but I don't know, something. We, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when, at, a, at a later point because we can, we can spend all day on that. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I, you're passionate. I get you, yeah. But the, the, the next match, and this is one I really, really enjoy. Yes. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Natalia in a submission match. I don't know if it was my favorite match of the night, but it was up there. It was, it was, it was my favorite for sure. Definitely for me, my favorite. I was, I was really into this one. Yeah, I think it was my favorite too. I'm trying to think of others. Yeah, I think it was my favorite as how things actually went on. And I thought I was going to be like, okay, this was a good match next, but I was very invested. I loved that. I love that Becky and Natalia were matching. I always find that very cute when uh, rivals do that. 
<laughs> yes, their gears look really similar. You could have mistaken them for a tag team had uh, two other people been out there. I mean, they were matching more than Nikki and <laughs> Alexa. Alexa. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was very cool. I thought they were really innovative. I love when um, Natalia put Becky in the sharpshooter through the second rope, I think it was. Yes, through the second rope on the... Uh... On, on the post. Yeah, I thought that spot was really cool too. Yeah, they were very innovative. They were very hard-hitting, very mat-based. They worked each other's body parts without being too boring or without being too repetitive. So I thought it was a very good submission match. I love submission matches and this was a good example of why. Yes, yes. I, I also love how the crowd was really into it. They were behind mm -hmm. Addy, they were behind Becky. And uh, a good crowd makes a good match even better. Oh my god, this is awesome chance, which is always yes. amazing. Yay. So yeah. And it was for a, I, I feel like that submission match is really good and they should try to do them more, not too much. But, you know, they've got a handful of submission specialists in a division. And this is definitely a match I think should come up a bit more because it, it really shows, you know, you know who's, who's the best and who's dominant. If you can get someone else to tap out. Yeah, taking into account that in the women's division, most of the finishes are submission moves. I don't know what they know. They don't do that. I think it's a novice story. But yes, it was nice. And I want to say, I saw some people in the build up to this match being like, oh no, Becky's gonna lose because they are not gonna bury the sharpshooter in Canada. Becky not. Tapping out to the sharpshooter is not burying the sharpshooter, it's just making Becky look tough. Yeah. That's it. Burying the sharpshooter would be, I don't know, making it look like it doesn't hurt. But Becky was screaming like she was getting her legs ripped off. She self it very fucking well. It was not buried. Please stop using buried as this person lost. Thank you. Yeah. Terms... A lot of terms in the wrestling community are just kind of tossed around now, but that's another co that's another topic for. Yeah, yeah, I just needed to say this for I, this month. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was I was really behind uh, Natty. Like, yeah. I, was, I, I I genuinely thought she was gonna win, not because it was in her hometown. I just from what we saw on Raw before and just all the social media posts, I, I felt like she was gonna win. And even when she didn't win, I was I was still like. 100% like this is a great match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad Nazi got to show she's a good wrestler and that people should not underestimate her as much as they have been subestimating her lately. Yes. Natty should get some more opportunities, no matter if people think she's boring or not. So now we have Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that happened. I didn't hate it. It was kind of fun at the beginning, but Dolph was running his mouth off but please don't overdo it i don't have much more to say oh uh, well i don't have much to say but i i really uh love the selling golf gave to the to the to the spears i thought i thought he made him look even more devastating than what they probably were yeah uh, yes he looked like he was getting folded like a chair it was amazing and that's that's pretty much all I've got to say on that match too. You know, it was a, it was a you know two minute match. So now we have AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the U.S. title. Very quick gear thing I have to say. 
I don't care who the fuck he was cosplaying, he looked like shit. You can do good looking cosplay next. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was a good match, it was what I expected to be. Ricochet lost, lost to AJ because of Carlos and Anderson. It was fine. Yes, the, going back to the, uh, the the gear Ricochet had, it was, I believe it was behind Nightwing. I'm not sure on that, but yeah. I thought the gear, like the bottoms were great. Yeah. It was just the top, the top part he wore made everything look weird because he wore the gear again the very next night and it looked much better because he didn't have that top, that top piece on. But you know, that's enough about the gear part. Did you, what do you think of the match itself? Yeah, no, uh, as I said, it was a good match. Um, I like how it ended. I mean, I don't like AJ being a champion, but I like how it ended by Ricochet doing the 450 Clash into basically AJ's AJ Clash. Styles Clash. Yeah. Styles Clash, sorry. Wait, actually, not sorry, <laughs> but you know, yeah, to the Styles Clash. I thought it was a cool way to end it. I... One of the things I actually like from AJ matches is how he puts people in uh, style clashes. Uh, it's kind of like the RKO's that you don't never know where they're coming from, and that's uh, something. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, I cannot say that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I thought I thought the match was okay. I didn't like like this is a big thing you'll probably hear from me. I don't like matches where they work a body part because they it slows everything down and it ruins it all but aside from that aspect i thought the match was was good it was okay i expected a little bit better yeah. but i wasn't disappointed or anything so the next match we've got bailey versus ember moon it was okay it was a good match the crowd was not there for it and i cannot truly which is, which is unfortunate yeah but i cannot fully blame them because there was no story, there was no reason for us to care or think that Ember might win over Bailey, which is unfortunate and shitty. And I love Ember Moon, I think she's one of the most talented women Jolie Jolie has right now. And it's a shame. But things are. Some people say that it was lackluster and. A bit sloppy. I don't think so. I just think it was not that good, and people were not invested on it because WWE didn't care. Yeah, they. It, this match definitely felt like, oh, it's a, oh, we have to have the SmackDown Women's Title on the yeah. card. Let's throw something together, because uh, my my issue with it, my issue isn't with the match itself. It's what they, well, what they didn't do with Ember. Like, so the weeks leading up to this match. Lost. She beats she she beats Charlotte in like twenty seconds, meaningless basically. Then she loses to Alexa Bliss, which there was no payoff. They ended up putting Alexa in the tag division, so she loses a match for no reason. The next week, she gets put in Natty's uh, sharpshooter, and her opponent comes to save her, which makes her look incredibly weak. And then into the pay per view, she loses. And then on the SmackDown, which we'll talk about this match later, uh, she loses to Charlotte again. So, I mean, I don't understand how you can give someone such a weak build to a title match. And then on and, and on top of that, there's no story. Like, there was nothing. 
so I don't blame the crowd for not being too much into it. But like the match itself was good. I really enjoyed the super Bailey the Belly off yeah. the top rope, and it's a tiny, it's a tiny little detail. But Ember could have the 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 motion she did, she could have easily turned that into a eclipse, and that would have been awesome. Yeah, it's true. But still, I don't know. Just a bit disappointed about the treatment Ember is getting, but. I'm going to hope things get better later down the line. At least she's gotten something to do. Yes, that's at least she's got she she did get a push after being on the main roster for like over a year and doing nothing. I'd like to see them give her some character development. She needs she desperately needs it. Yeah, maybe just you know, I love breakdown stories, so just have her have a crisis over not winning and over Maybe she feels like this is her only opportunity and now she's lost, now she has nothing she can do and go for that, go for a really desperate, make her heal that she's so desperate she's going to do very bad things because we don't have enough women, heal women. Yeah, we sure don't, that's for sure. Not on SmackDown anyway. So the next match, and this, this, is a, this one was something, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. This one had... A lot of interference from uh, Elias, and it was all over the place. So, what did you think of it? I enjoyed Shane getting punched punch in the nuts. That was fun. That was good. That was fun to watch. I just wished he was in he was in actual pain because I'm so fucking done with the McMahon's putting themselves in, into everything. I don't want to be reminded of who runs WWE. Because I already feel guilty for, for watching WWE. <laughs> but besides that, it was okay. It had the ending I thought it would have and what it should have happened. But it feels man- meaningless when Shane is in SmackDown next week. Yes, and we will, we will get to that a little bit later. I thought, I thought the match was... It was good, what you'd expect. Somehow, someway, Shane actually shows up and does a good job for the most part. Uh, all the interruption from Elias was expected, but it feels unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, at least we didn't have to see him pretend to be a good striker too much. Oh, yeah. But yeah, KO winning with the KO winning with the stunner and putting Shane away for the moment. And like I said, we'll get back to that later. Was was good to see finally Shane get the beat down of his life. Yeah, no, and the crowd was very happy. Um, Kevin Owens looked super strong, which I would love to see championship, like him being a champion. Yeah, so so basically, all in all, the the match served its purpose of getting Shane out of there and getting KO a win, a big win. Yeah, I mean, I've liked KO's babyface turn. I do love. Yes. yes, I think he does a good job. Yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Owens can be whatever he wants to be because he's very fucking good. He's amazing in yeah. the mic. Yeah, he's a wrestler. He's yeah, I love Kevin Owens. He's very fun. He's smart and make him be a champ, please. Yes, give him. He never got that rematch for the Universal Title. Let's start there. Totally. Zeth is a fighting champion, right? Let's give KO his shot. Eh, even if he loses, just make him look strong. Right, yeah, that's all we can ask for. So, so now we have Charlotte versus Tristratus. Yes, it was a. I 
very much enjoy this match. Um, this is my first time seeing Tris Strat. No, actually, no. I saw Tris Stratus on Late Sad Evolution, but besides yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But besides that, it's my first time really seeing her go one on one. She was good. Um, I think I'm not gonna speak too much about this because it's gonna make me very upset, but. After the storylines she was involved with, she, uh, with Vince McMahon, this is the fucking least she deserves. Yeah, but, you know, she, she's, she's obviously older now, but um, she still did really good, especially in there being, being in there with Charlotte, one of the uh, better ladies. Yeah, no, they, I think they lipped each other. There was no bloody... I mean, I think Charlotte did the most, but it was not a, okay, Charlotte is so clearly care in this match no it was a fair thing they pushed each other to the limits Charlotte is an amazing heel she makes me want to slap her even though I love her it's great she's a great heel I just wish her boots would match her gear but that's another thing yeah I don't know what that lady does with her gear she just picks whatever <laughs> but yeah I, I I enjoyed the match myself um this the uh hurricane runner from the top was it the Hurricane Rana? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Hurricane Rana, the Hurricane Wow, the Hurricane Rana from the top <laughs> rope was 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 really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about Trish tapping out. I mean, why does Charlotte have the you know the um her her she has the other finisher that that never gets used. You know, I don't I don't mind that that I don't mind that she won or anything, but everyone she wrestles tapping out kind of gets old. She's bigger, stronger than most women. Just make her do something very devastating and it looks like a finisher because of the size differences, you know? She I, like she she does her other finishers so little that I, I'm having a hard time try, remembering the name. That's like that's how bad it is. <laughs> Probably something with flair. It's the one it's the one where it's the one where they're on they're on they're uh they're they're on both knees um in the up position and she comes from behind them. And does like a flip. It's like a face buster from behind. Yeah, well, the face buster. Let's call it that. Yeah. The flare buster, maybe? Something like that, probably. But yeah, I, I can't remember that the name of it for the life of me. But yeah, that, but other than that, I mean, it was a good match. I expected it to be okay at best, but it was even better than that. It was uh, it was good to see Charlotte get another win. And uh, Trish got a good send-off, even though she didn't win. Yeah, I mean... I, I enjoyed the moment after. Yeah, it's a very uh, emotional moment for Trish. I think it was a nice send-out. I think she should not have... Like, Trish should never win over any new women. Sorry, but... Nope. We need new women to be elevated and to win over Legends. Because that's what Legends come back for. To put people over. And it put... Charlotte over as a nasty, nasty heel. Okay, so now we've got, and this is the match I was most excited about. Me too, I wanted it. Kofi Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. So, that the match was being good. It was being fun. I liked how they were going to add each other very aggressively. But then, Kofi rolled out. Randy... Rolls out to kick Kofi, get, gets distracted thinking about 
what the hell she he should do to his kids and then he fucking gets the cute at the same time as Kofi and it ends in a no contest. Right, yeah, I, yeah the double count I was I, I, I was not a fan of that. I, I get they don't they want to keep this going, but I think they could have done something else. But it, it makes it but it, it makes sense. I guess in a sense that Orton was looking at his family and you know how Orton is with that kind of stuff. So Kofi just losing it and just forgetting about the actual match. Yeah. It it, it redeems it re- it's like it redeems the double count out a bit. Just a little I'm bit. not mad at Kofi for getting to get in. I'm mad at Randy, you know? As as you sh- as you should be, yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean that I don't think it makes sense for Randy to forget to I don't know. Maybe it's just because I thought it was so fucking anticlimactic as everyone did in the fucking building. Well, well But yeah, I'm gonna wait. Well, well, and and Randy's the case, you know. If even if 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 they both get counted out, he knows that he'll get he'll get his rematch. You know, and he didn't. Lose. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's fair. I guess I just wanted to have a very emotional, strong match, and I need to wait yeah. for that. And I'm a bit upset. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this I think this feud, you know, they're hinging more on the story versus the match. That I think that match they held back a lot because. Myself and a lot of people thought it was like just okay at best. They didn't really do anything too crazy. The spot where Kofi uh, jumped off the top and got hit with an RKO, I thought that was that was the best moment in the match. You know, everything else was pretty uh, pretty standard stuff. So I think that yeah, I think they're I think they're going more for uh, the the emotion in this story. Yeah, and I think the match didn't really actually start like when it should be the biggest part of the match. If there was the DQ, so maybe makes us want to have see more which is good so yes so, yes so you know this this story is gonna keep going for the next pay-per-view at least the next one or two so we'll see what what how it happens but i do fully expect orton to uh, be the next i don't know how i feel about that because he's a good wrestler but i yes i know i know ever not everyone likes orton which is understandable but i i, I like kofi i've enjoyed his reign so far i actually didn't think we would even get oh me neither but if, but if, yes, but if Orton does win, I mean, I wouldn't be angry at it because I know he's a guy they trust and, you know, he's been there a long time and all that. And when he really tries, he can be, you know, like a top guy. Just look at it this way. If Orton wins the title, that gives people like Ali or other people that he's messed over in the past get their, get their chance to re- get uh, some redemption. So on to the next so match we have the, the debuting the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. So so this one I have absolutely nothing to say about the actual match itself. I I was more interested in the the entrance, the music. Like so, the the the, the theme song is it's still it's still the living fear that he's been using forever, but a, a new a different version, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. By it's uh by Code Orange, yeah, that's the group that that changed the that that uh, redid the song. So his entrance was really good. I love the mask. I love the lighting they use. The lantern he had with the Bray with the dead Bray Wyatt head was was the was the best part for me. I I thought that was sick. I actually I it was I was starting to get in because I saw this live too. I was starting to get back into Johnny Gagano versus Adam Cole territory of like, oh, please get over it. I'm gonna go to sleep. But then I saw the mask 
and I was waking up by the fucking fear that gave me and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, see, yes, that's a good, that's exactly what they're going for, yeah. We're, I know we're not even going to really mention Finn because, I mean, he's pretty much just here to get to get beat up, basically. And he, all, all, eyes are, all eyes are on Mr. Wyatt. Yeah, all I can say is thank you, Finn, for your sacrifices. <laughs> nice white gear. We all know you're getting married or something like that, so enjoy your marriage. <laughs> I hope you get married yes. and not. So basically, we're we are fans of the thing here. Yeah. For the main event, we've got Zeth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. So for this one, uh, my thing is going back to the the Raw before before SummerSlam, where Seth pretty much mm-hmm. is talking about how he has to beat Brock and all that. He just he feels going into this match, he feels more like an idiot, like like Johnny Gargano. You know, he's he's doing all this stupid <laughs> stuff, but we're supposed yeah. to feel bad for him. Like, I mean, I was I was enjoying Brock beating him down and whatnot, and that's like the opposite reaction of what they want. You know, so I didn't I didn't care about this match at, at all. I didn't care who won. Zeth winning is fine. It just feels like Brock winning Money in the Bank and taking the opportunity from Ali and all the other guys. It's like, yeah, it's like a a giant circle. So basically. Rollins shouldn't have won at Mania because him winning has just created a giant loop in the last four months. So other than that, I don't. I, I, this match was nothing for me. I, that's all I've got on it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not the biggest Seth Rollins fan. He bores me a bit. Like he's okay. He's just not my thing. I think he's a bit to chase. He's a better chaser, chaser than a better champion. At least that's the booking they gave him. Yep, absolutely. But I don't know, it was just like, oh yeah, I need to do this because if not, I don't know who I am. And then he just goes like very sadly because he's very hurt to be ring and he's like, okay, fine, whatever. I thought he was gonna lose, I was surprised, yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought Brock would have won too. But I'm not invested. Just not invested. I just to give him better people to feud with, and maybe yes, I will yes. be invested. No more Baron Corbin, never again. Well, <laughs> I mean, technically he cannot because he lost the stipulation. So yeah. So and that, well, I who guess, did you I want? Guess, I guess the, the the bright spot was Zeth leaving was you know a, a good way to send the crowd home. Yeah, you know, the, I think what the it was the one title change this entire weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I really thought, oh my god, they are not gonna have any title changes. This is gonna be very flat, but at least they had that. But yeah, there was this spot where um, Seth was picked up by his bandages and just thrown around. That was fun, but the rest of it was a Brock Lesnar match, you know. A few five FOs, wherever that is called, I don't care. Bunch of kicks on the face. I forgot that <laughs> name too. Yeah, for a for a main event, it just felt like a a random any old match that you could see. No, there wasn't anything to get behind too much. Okay, so that is the rundown for SummerSlam. So we're gonna go through Raw and SmackDown. We're not gonna go over every little thing, just a big the big stuff. So we'll start with Bliss and Nikki versus Oscar and Kyrie Sane for the tag titles. <sighs> so remember when we said that we were Oscar fans? Yeah. Yeah, this I one mean, this one stings a 
little bit. I'm glad the titles are getting on TV. If having them on an Alexa place is going to make um, Vince McMahon care about the titles, have them on, on Alexa for a bit. But I think it's bullshit. Kerry was brought up for this. I think it's bullshit. Asuka has not been doing anything else for four months now for them just to lose clean. I think I, mean, I think it's really clear that WWE doesn't care about their women of color too, ma too much. And since Asuka and Kylie don't speak that much English, Vince looks down on them. And it's shitty. Yes. And now that Paige is gone for who knows how long, they probably won't get used at all. Yeah. So, so on on the the match itself was good. I, I I I'm usually I usually don't give too much uh, credit to Bliss in her matches because I feel she doesn't do much of anything. But in this match, everybody brought it. I thought it was it was really good from from all four people. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah, I think if this had happened. In April or May, right after Mania, I would not be mad. I would be like, okay, we can have them for a while. This is fun. Let's see what happens. It's the timing and how the women's division has been booked. Like with Sonya and Mandy trying to be attacking for a while. Kabuki Warriors trying to be attacking for a while. And them just to scoop it up. That's the thing that makes me mad. Not them being there. Yes. Yeah, it's like so when they when they brought up uh, Kyrie in April, Paige specifically said she formed the team so that they could be the next women's tag team champions, right? So the, the iconics are at the are the champions at this point. So for for three months they didn't do anything. They were fighting for just a shot at the at the belts, and they got it when they won at Tokyo, right? So. So they do that. They get a shot on a random SmackDown. No entrances. It was like a two-minute match where the Iconics get themselves counted out, making the Kabuki Warriors look stupid. And then come SummerSlam, um, come, come Raw, the next Raw, suddenly what, what, what the Kabuki Warriors were working for for four months turns into now every team in a division gets a shot. And then they don't win. So it's like they've worked for four months chasing the titles just for them to get passed by by a team that just got made like not that long ago so it it, it makes you think like why even work hard when you're just going to get passed over anyway yeah that being said very happy for nikki that does not change yes. that the fact yes. that i'm very happy for nikki she finally has a title she's very cute she's very nice I hope she murders Alexa in the future and we have like this hill persona of Nikki back. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of them calling her crazy for many reasons, but I do think she can be a fun, chaotic character. I would love them to call her a chaotic character because I love chaos and she should be. Yeah, I was, I was, I've always wanted Nikki right? to be a champion yeah. since NXT. I was kind of sad that she never got to be the uh, women's champ. But I'm I'm happy that she actually has a belt now. Even though I think them, her and Bliss being a ta tag team, is just leading to like their eventual breakup that it usually does with Bliss, like with her and Naya and all and Mickey and whatnot. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm happy that Nikki has a belt. It it took a long time. If it 
I would kind of like if it was Nikki betraying Alexa for a change. I, I, I could see that, I guess, but like they've 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 made it like a pretty apparent that Nikki is completely oblivious to thinking that she's being used for anything. I mean, they even tried Bailey to tell her that and she just seems that like she doesn't see it that way. So getting Nikki to turn would probably be a, a hard sell, considering the work that they've laid down. That she's like oblivious to Bliss being a bad person and all that. Yeah, I mean, it does look like Nikki has a big crush on her and she's just oblivious. Yeah, but like the the, the match was good. Yeah, no, it was good. Obviously, obviously, we didn't like the outcome. No. But if but if if the belts being on Bliss is gonna give Vince a reason to actually care, then mm-hmm. I guess we'll just have to deal with it for for the time being. Yeah, I yeah, thank you, Bliss, for that. I guess. So so the, the the Sasha return. How do you feel about that one? Okay, I really like Sasha. I was missing her at the same time. I didn't want her back because she doesn't deserve to be in WWE. Like she needs, she deserves better. Yes, I think all of them do. Most, well, most of them. Anyway. Yeah. I just want to say, I'm so sorry, Natty, that you were talking about your dead dad. Sasha kicked you, no, punched you in the face, and the crowd started chanting, "Thank you, Sasha." Please, I hope yeah. she. Yeah, that was that was awful. <laughs> I mean, I think it was more like, "Thank you, Sasha, for coming back." You know, like people were being like, "Okay, we're gonna boo you soon." Just, we're so happy you're back but it just looks so bad it makes me so comfortable <laughs> but yeah thank you Natty for sacrificing yourself so Shasha can shine so yeah but it was amazing at the beginning when I saw her coming out I was like are you what's happening with your hair girl what well I was very confused because it looked very like puffy and I was like okay whatever you're back but then she took her week out and everyone was just like <gasps> screaming it was very fun <laughs> yeah so yeah, I thought her whole her whole hair turn was amazing. I'm excited for what's going to go next. I'm not the biggest fan of imagining a pay-per-view or a, or a series of pay-per-views in which the four horsewomen get all the tight the singles title matches, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of that because it seems like that's where they're going. But mm-hmm. her yeah her return was unexpected. I thought she would have stayed gone for a little bit longer. But I enjoyed it. It was nice to see someone actually like get one over on Becky because it hasn't. It's been a while since she's you know gotten some comeuppance, I guess. And she's getting like this is like this is gonna be like her toughest challenger since since Oscar and Charlotte forever ago. So I think I think I think the feud and the matches the match should be pretty good between them. And a raw the raw women's division definitely needed a, a lift. Oh, totally. I think she's gonna be a great heel. She works much better as a heel. So I'm excited to see what comes next. And I love the blue. <laughs> really, I think the blue looks dumb. Oh <laughs> wow. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe maybe it was the gear she had on, but I don't know. I'll I'll I'll, I'll still give it a chance. But at first impression I didn't I didn't like Quick it. question. Since Bailey was giving like hints of Shasha coming back and stuff like that. Do you think we're going to see a Bailey heel turn, or that's never gonna happen? Because I kind of think like she could use that to make her character go a bit beyond. Because I think a lot of, I think she needs a bit of something extra, something new. Yeah, she needs something new. Yeah, I, I think it could be a heel turn for her. Could be 
happening as soon as the end of the year. It would be something new for her to try. And I think a lot of fans would like to see a different version of Bailey than what we've been seeing for like since NXT. Okay, so so next we've got Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy, the match on SmackDown. It was amazing. Um, I just want to say we're going to do this quick, but the way Buddy Murphy just took that spirit was fucking amazing. Yes, that was a great sell. I love it. And Roman also sold amazingly for Buddy. And yes, as I said, I wished he would won. But at the same time, he looked amazing. Well, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope Buddy's going to be getting a push now because he deserves it. He was he was great on 205. He was the champ. And so now it's so I hope he doesn't get to sit in catering anymore. But I hope when he is backstage, people stop beating him up because he isn't doing anything to anybody. <laughs> He's just trying to live his life. But the, the the match the match was really great. I thought I think it's the best uh, TV match on SmackDown since Asuka and Charlotte yeah. back in March. I think they need to start and doing more like yeah. more matches like this that aren't just on pay per view. And like at the at the end of the match, Roman gave like a nod to Buddy, and I really like that moment because you know what that signifies in wrestling. So now we've got Charlotte versus Ember. I thought this match was was really good. Definitely, mm-hmm. it got they actually got time versus a few yeah. weeks before, so that was that was a nice. How surprising! Was a nice Who would have thought that when women get the time, they do amazing things? Like, right? Oh wow! Thought, right? When you don't, when yeah. you don't give them when you give them more than two minutes, they can actually go out there and engage the crowd and get this is awesome chance and all that. <laughs> Sarcasm aside, it was a great match. I wish Emma didn't lose because she needed that win. But at the same time, I don't think she was completely buried. She looked strong, and I just need her to do something after that. Yeah, but I, I thought, I thought, I thought the uh, the match was really yeah. good. And Ember hasn't Ember hasn't had many chances since NXT to show like how good she actually is. But I think this one, this one was really good. Even though she didn't, even though she didn't win, she still showed. She had a good showing. So, and for the last bit for SmackDown, at the end of the show, um, Daniel Bryan told Roman that he and Rowan knows who attacked him. So, who do you think it's going to be or what they're going to say? I actually don't have, uh, sorry, I actually do not have any idea who could it be. I don't even know who I want it to be. I just want them to stop trying to kill Roman Reigns. <laughs> Let the man live, but... <laughs> um yeah yeah I, I think i think they're gonna just spew any sort of bs that makes it seem like it wasn't them yeah because i don't know who would it make sense for it to be anymore you know yeah I I mean, just... going, going off the footage it's got to be rowan or buddy they're the only people who were seen in the video Mm-hmm. Yeah, like nearby. So I mean, I don't. I'm not. They, you know, Brian said they did their own investigation, but coming from him, he's kind of delusional now. So who knows what that even means? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a shame that uh, Breezango are in NXT because I wished we had a uh, Fashion Files small yes. segment of them. Yes, that would have. Yes, this this it would be perfect yeah, for right now. But they're doing better there, so it's all good. But let's. So your 
theory is that it's actually Rowan and Daniel Bryan, and they're just going to try to. Yes. 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 I, I think I think it was them, and they're just going to try to spew any BS to point the direction somewhere else. But yeah, that is the rundown for the SummerSlam week weekend. We mainly focused on WWE because of time constraints and also because it hasn't put their show on yet. But I think it would be cool if we catch up with yes. what's happening with Stardom and Eve. And maybe the next episode we can talk about only women's wrestling, which would be nice. <laughs> yes, the next the next podcast will be just about women's wrestling, whether it be WWE, Eve, or Stardom. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, do you have any closing remarks? Anything you want the people to know? Twitter information? So my Twitter account, reveal of how it's pronounced, my Twitter account is Cuyaretas. It's C... Wow. <laughs> it's a Catalan word. It just means little spoons because of spoony reasons. Google spoony theory if you don't get it. Uh, so it's written C-O-C-U-L-L-E-R-E-T-E-S. It's, it will be in the link of, in the description or wherever. And yeah, you can find me and there. And my, yes, and my Twitter is at Oscars City, A-S-U-K-A-S-C-I-T-Y. Oh yeah, the, inst- the Twitter for the podcast is F-I-T-B-Pod, FitBPod. Just talk to us there if you have any opinions, if you have any recommendations, if you want to scream at me for forgetting something just do it there give us give us the attention i love it <laughs> yeah give us a shout we're new yeah to this. give us a shout we're new to this stuff we're still going to be figuring it out but yeah that's where you'll get all the info on you know our schedules and what we'll be doing with the podcast yeah. so i hope you guys i hope you guys enjoy if, if you listen i hope you enjoy it and please give us any feedback any any as well have fun watch wrestling and be nice That's the only thing I can ask people for. (laughs) That could be your ending. Bye. Bye.